say, who's the happiest cat? Well, you know, that'd be Steve Dale. <laughs> I just had he, some catnip. He's a happy cat, a happy cat. Hey, happy cat. cat what, happy what's cat. happening? What's happening, happy oh. cat? I hey, know it's happy, uh, happy cat month. Ahead. No, isn't it happy yeah. cat month? Yes. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm so excited to talk about this. Because 75% of the time when I get a call from, you name the radio talk show host around the country, uh, it's a dog topic. uh, that Uh, uh, And I'm thrilled to talk about cats at veterinary conferences. I actually talk more about cats than I do dogs. And I'll tell you. What do do you know about that? Yeah, I know. And the world is changing. Uh, The the millennials. Thank you Mm -hmm. very much, millennials. Uh, they and the Zillennials, or Generation Z, they are responsible for uh, cats becoming Instagram stars, cat cafes. I yeah. mean, a focus on cats that we've mm. never had before, and cats are benefiting by this. You know, I know why they like cats so much, those generous generation, what did you call them? Zillennials. Because cats don't do anything. <laughs> that's 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 that's. <laughs> and you neither do and neither do do, do generation zennials. So it's a it's a match made in heaven. <laughs> Actually, that is hugely funny, sir. <laughs> Very insightful too. I kid. I I like cats. The only problem I had, and I didn't have it when yep. I was younger, and even when we had when my kids were little. I was fine, and then somewhere along the lines, uh, allergies, and I don't know why. I mean, bad cat allergy. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I've, yeah. I have an answer to that. Now well, there's a okay. So when you're allergic <laughs> to a cat, you're not allergic to the cat hair, right? Or dander. You are allergic to Feldy One. Who? I thought you'd say that. That's actually the name of a protein found on cat saliva. And when cats groom themselves, the sticky protein sticks to them. And then when they shed their hair, or even if they rub against a chair leg or uh, a table leg, as cats do, then the sticky protein sticks to whatever it is they're rubbing against. Or the hair falls out, it sticks to the floor. When you pet a cat, it sticks to you. That is what actually people are allergic to. It's that protein. So what Purina has done, and this is incredible science to me, what Purina has done is they have created a pet food, a complete and balanced cat food, a Purina Pro Plan Live Clear that actually neutralizes that protein. Protein is still there, but it neutralizes it so we don't sneeze and wheeze. It's incredible. The neutralization of this allergy-causing protein is neutralized in the cat via the food. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. an, yeah I can explain further if you want. There's actually an egg product in the food that does this. And it doesn't affect the, the balance of the food. It doesn't eliminate this LD1 protein because we don't know if that serves a purpose for cats or not. Mm. So what it does is it just neutralizes it. So we don't sneeze. We don't have the effect that we otherwise would have. 
and it is a miracle that I wish more people knew about, uh, because now a whole lot of people, as I speak, are yes. running out of the house on the way to the shelters they are. to get a cat. Mm-hmm. And what was the name of that protein again? <laughs> name of the protein is Feld, yeah, F-E-L-D-1. I don't you think know, that... I think that's yes. going to be the new Omicron virus, too. <laughs> no. Just out of curiosity, no, I think. Well, no, I think. <laughs> no, nothing like that. No, no. The, the, the name to remember isn't the name of the protein, of course. It's the name of, of the pet food, or the cat oh. food, which is Purina Pro Plan Live Clear. Well, he's the happiest cat we know, Steve Dale, and it is uh, Happy Cat Month. And it's 715, and we're going to do more with Steve because he always lands on his feet and has more than one life. Do cats get fever? Well, yeah, they they can. And, uh, in fact, I've got some big news for you, actually. I'm Uh, ready. So, yeah, so let me, cat scratch fever refers, by the way, to uh, something cats get as a result of no flea protection. Uh, So if you protect your cat's, against fleas. Uh, they ah. do not get what we call cat scratch fever, which actually can infect us, and that can be a really serious thing. I thought uh, it was an infection maybe... you might get from um, Ted Nugent, but no, I guess not. <laughs> That's something else, and yeah, I'd rather yeah. not talk about that. Exactly. Uh, so, yes. Uh, what did you... Oh, so I've got exciting news. Are oh. you ready? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. this is... This is about, oh, it's your favorite topic, too. I can't wait. This is about feline infectious peritonitis. Oh, how did you know? I used I to know. know him. I play, He played football <laughs> with me in high school. <laughs> well, this is, it doesn't sound good, does it? It's not no, something. It does not. No, it doesn't. You don't want your cat to get it. And typically kittens have gotten this. Well, here's what it is. You've heard of the coronavirus. That is kind of a buzzword yeah. that's been around, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Different species have their own coronavirus. Cats have their own coronavirus. Uh, being, uh, I guess, uh, I don't know for sure, but I, I believe being the fact that cats have been around this coronavirus for mm. thousands of years, their bodies have pretty much adjusted to it. So. Kittens often, especially when there are litter mates, especially if there are cat breeders, especially with outdoor cats where there are lots of other cats, uh, they are uh, susceptible to the feline coronavirus. Uh, Usually doesn't cause any illness, though. And if there is illness, by the time you call your veterinarian and your vet calls you back, it's gone. The symptoms are gone. It's really that benign. But every once in a while, inside the cat... This virus does a, a technical term now, dipsy-doodle mutation, and mutates into an immune-mediated disease that has always been noted as fatal, and that Ooh. is called feline infectious peritonitis. No cat really lives through this. That's sorry, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well, but there's, as I said, I have exciting news. Oh. So now we know... And I'm on the board of directors of the organization that figured this all out, so I'm really proud of it. We have funded research for decades, long before I was around, but decades and decades to figure this out. First, to understand a very complicated illness. How does it occur? When does it occur? All these things. Now we understand all that, the pathogenesis of the disease. But in addition, now we have a treatment. 
So the diagnosis has always been complicated. Uh, just a couple of days ago, as I'm sure you know, the American Association of Feline Practitioners and the Every Cat Health Foundation, whose board I have served on for a number of years uh, proudly, uh, have come up with guidelines for veterinary professionals. But anyone with a cat can see these at catvets.org for feline infectious peritonitis. The other thing is that it is no longer considered fatal. It is now considered treatable. And that is a fascinating story. And if I have two minutes, I can tell that story. Yeah, you've got two minutes. Go. Okay. So Dr. Niels Peterson, legend in veterinary medicine, came to our board and said, I think I know how to treat this. There's an antiviral drug. It's been used for humans uh, to treat Ebola with mixed efficiency at best. Therefore, I think it'll be available to us. The name of this drug is called remdesivir, and it turns out that helps cats. And there's a very closely aligned drug that also treats cats with feline infectious peritonitis. And this drug for cats has not been approved by our FDA, but is being used around the world to treat cats with FIP. But it's also being used for something else, and that is to treat humans with the SARS coronavirus 2, which causes COVID-19. And there are millions of people now who have been treated, millions, many millions, who have been treated with this drug, Remdesivir. It's a familiar name to many. Uh, And that's where the name comes from. I will say our government would not have known about this drug existing if the study and research we funded for cats didn't occur. And because of that, here's a One Health story. We hear about these in dogs all the time, how dogs have, you know, they've used this medication for dogs, and now we could use it for people. Well, here's a cat example of that. Mm-hmm. And, and so many lives have been touched. It's not a perfect drug, but this drug has either participated in the treatment or has been the treatment, as I said, for millions of people with COVID-19. That is good news. We're talking yes. to uh, Steve Dale here at 720 WGN, coming up on 725 with John Landegger. Uh, you mentioned dogs, so in passing, so do you mind if I ask you a dog question? Of course not, and then I have a dog question for you. Okay, why, do my, why does my dog suddenly want to eat every blade of grass he comes next to? Yeah, you know... Uh, there's there's several possibilities for that. I mean, the old notion that dogs have an upset stomach and for whatever reason and eat grass to settle their stomach yeah. is greatly an old dog wife's tale. It, it uh-huh. can be true, but generally that's not the case. They actually do like the taste of new growth of grass. Many okay. dogs, not all dogs, right. uh, or certain kinds of grass. There are dogs that will pick and choose and take that kind or just these weeds over there and not that over there. They actually like the taste of some of this stuff. Hmm. Sometimes it's just out of boredom in, in some cases. <laughs> so if, I've got nothing else to do. I might as well have a salad. So it just depends on the dog. Uh, you want to dissuade your dog. Is your dog throwing up afterwards? No, no he's not. Okay, so the other thing is that's been said is that dogs feel they need to throw up and they will eat grass. Yeah, to do I've it. heard that. And, yeah, yeah, and I nobody knows that, that, that there probably is some truth to that, but very little truth okay. is, is right. probably the reality. But it's 
it's probably as long as your dog is doing this in in small amounts. The only oh, yeah. thing, the only big thing I'm concerned about is uh, dogs that are compulsive about it or uh, fertilizers on the grass that they eat, and that uh, is more harmful to the dogs yeah. than anything else. Now, what's the question you wanted to ask me? Well, there, there's a story about a dog that ate up all these scrabble pieces. Did you hear about that? Um, a dog that ate up some scrabble pieces. No, I, Steve, a I've not heard that. He said, heard. Yeah. he said a lot of scrabble pieces, John. I, no. Come on. And oh. and and went to the veterinarian, uh-huh. but there's no there's no word on it yet. Yes, I I was. Oh to, no! Yeah, I was letting you, you fit, Steve. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for him to end the joke, David. Oh, okay. Never mind. It was, it was a setup. Okay, never mind. No, no, no. It's mine. But I no, it's not. Going. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> not only that, <laughs> I'm a horrible Scrabble player. So really. Yeah, I Me don't scrabble too. much. I don't scrabble much. It's too <laughs> much work. I can't, I can't concentrate. You know, my mind wanders. Yes. <laughs> oh, really, John? Tell us about it. <laughs> those le- those letters weigh a ton, don't they? Okay. Uh, they can weigh on you. So if we want to have more information about all sorts of things happening in the animal world of Steve Dale, uh, we listen on the radio, of course. When is that again? The Pet Show is on 5.30 on uh, Sunday mornings. Uh, also, my afternoon show, which is about anything and everything else, is on right. this coming week only from noon to 1. I'll be talking to the head chaplain of the Chicago Police Department this week, uh, as well as this amazing organization uh, called Canines for Warriors. They take shelter dogs. They save their lives, but they save the lives of humans they pair them with as service dogs for our veterans that come back with PTSD. It's an amazing organization. Steve, again, thanks for being with us. Always good to talk uh, to it, you. It's always a pleasure. And, of course, I saved that one line for the end of the show because I thought you'd go click, which you <laughs> might do right now. No, I'm past that. Click. Right. <laughs> uh, Bye, thanks, John. Steve. Bye-bye. There he goes, Steve Dale.